You're listening to Relationships and Chill, the podcast for singles and couples about how to find and cultivate the relationship you've always dreamed of based on trust and honest communication. Why waste your time going through the typical dating obstacle course only to end up with drama, jealousy, and heartbreak when you can find the love of your life and live happily ever after? So sit back, chill, and get ready to make relationships great again. Welcome, 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 everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Relationships and Chill podcast. I am your gracious host, Coach R. Anthony, and today I want to talk to you guys about how to break the cycle of failed relationships. So, uh, this one, um, this particular topic is very interesting because I don't think a lot of people even notice that they have a history or a cycle of failed relationships because for the most part, people tend to blame the parties at hand. So they really never take the time to look at themselves and their part in the problems that they've developed, that they've cultivated over time or the problems within the relationships that they've had over time. They never really take the time to actually look back and think how they played a part in the relationships that they've had or that the choices that they made that led up to these particular types of relationships that they got themselves into. So this particular, um, it's not, I, I don't even want to do it like that. I, I just want to talk to y'all about this topic because for myself, I, what I, I what I did, I think initially, uh, before I met my wife and previous relationships is I didn't allow myself to go past. And most men do this for the most part. A lot of men do this for the most part. If they are not in a relationship mentality or mental thing, then they more than likely not going to get into a relationship. Or if they do get into a relationship, they're not going to fully be in the relationship. Uh, so a lot of women believe that, and this is crazy because a lot of women do believe that they can change a man and make him eventually like them more because a lot of women can women can tell when a man is not really fully there and especially if you've been in a relationship for any amount of time you can tell that things have changed and the interest that was once there is not there anymore but what a lot of women don't realize is that's because the man more than likely wasn't trying to be in a relationship anyway but you know, sometimes they get caught up in the sex. Sometimes they get caught up in just liking you. You know, y'all got mutual friends. He likes the family members, et cetera, et cetera. And I know the same happens for women. Um, but for the most part, men are usually the culprits in this. And so for me, I made it a point not to just jump right into a relationship or just be in a relationship with anyone prior because I knew I didn't want to be in a relationship. So I made sure I set some things uh, up to kind of put me in a position to where I knew I wasn't going to be fully involved with someone who I wasn't ready to be when I was when I wasn't ready to be involved at a particular time. So. um, But still, there were occasions where I got into relationships and. I did so because, like I said, I just either I 
those reasons like i really liked them the sex was good we had great conversations um the timing was right for me to like want to feel that closeness with somebody especially when you're dealing with a lot of women and fellas you know what i'm talking about when you're dealing with a lot of women you kind of want you kind of have that desire to have one that you're really close to or you really you know invest more in as opposed to just constantly new new woman after new woman after new woman it gets kind of kind of tiring after a while and you kind of find yourself you know in limbo so to speak so um after a while you know you you get tired of that so you want you want to find something stable something more stable but i knew i wasn't going to allow myself to be there into a certain point in my life until i was you know ready financially able um until i was just there to be in it but you know what's crazy is you you really don't know what it means to be in it because especially if you've never really had one that a relationship that you know will go the distance you don't really know what it's supposed to be like or what certain things you need to do in order to put yourself on that track and the problem that a lot of people have is that they believe that there's somebody else better out there and they're just spinning their wheels and wasting their time this ain't just for men this is more so for men than it is for women uh a lot of men believe that there's another woman out there that's that's just the epitome of all the women that you've dealt with and she's the one that is really going to um you know even out and make these other women kind of come together as the perfect ideal woman um and so for a lot of men we hold out emotionally for that particular woman now we'll spend time and we'll enjoy ourselves with you but for the most part we hold out for that type of woman or you can hold out to hopefully see that it changes your feelings for this particular woman maybe she'll do something or maybe it, the timing will be right or better to where you can finally give yourself to her fully so eventually you know what happens is it just kind of runs its course and i know this is kind of the roundabout way of saying that when you're not when a person is not really ready and this this is for both when a person is not really ready or really wanting to or not really understanding what it takes to have that type of relationship you will have cycles of failed relationships you will have a stream of failed relationships that eventually come to the point to where you feel like you're not worthy of a relationship you you don't you don't feel comfortable being in that space because up until that time you haven't put yourself in you've already put yourself in a position to believe or to know that you're not going to get into a relationship until the time is right so of course you're going to have a, a cycle of failed relationships and that's usually for men now for women it's a little bit different because a lot of women think that if I give more, or if I give my all, or if I do this for this man, he's supposed to choose me. He's supposed to, you know, select me or he's supposed to stay with me or he's supposed to be committed to me or emotionally involved and stay there mentally and be all that I think a man should be. But it doesn't really work like that. And I know y'all can attest to that because most of y'all are in relationships where you're not happy or enjoy or enjoy let me say this happiness is a relatively new concept it's, it's not something that it's more modern than it is 
anything that was always the thing to do. Like back in like the 1500s, they weren't talking about, we. oh, I want to be happy in a relationship. No, they were just surviving and they were, um, they were more so like, they understood that it was just a companion. It was somebody who you you're with, you, you, you rear children with and you build a, a, a home life with, and that's the person that you're going to be, do that with. That's, that was it really. Uh, but when we moved into the industrial age more so where you have, you know, you have, you have more, more of, of a, a corporate kind of responsibility, meaning that, and this is what I mean by that. I know it's probably not the, the best terminology, but what I mean by that is when you were, you know, a, a writer or you were a farmer or you were, you know, whatever their chosen professions were, you had your obligation to produce what you produce and to sell it. That was it. Um, so everything was, you were pretty much self-sufficient. Now when we moved into the industrial age, then you move into more of, you know, you have to find occupation. You have to find someone to work for. And with that, you're the only one that's leaving the house. The person that you choose or chose to be with or whatever the process for you to have that individual, whether you pay the diary for, or whatever the case may be, you, you, that person now, you have to create a the the roles were already there, but you have to create more of a concrete role. So the man goes out, goes to his job, works however many hours a day, then he comes home. And then now this is where the separation happens because there was a separation. There was no separation prior to a person who was a writer or someone something like that. They stayed at home all day or if they were at the farm, they were right outside. But the separation of work and family life is what created the desire or the necessity for happiness because that closeness that was felt prior to or at one point in time was no longer there. Now you got people experiencing life in two different aspects. One person goes to a job and connects with people on different different area different people from that area they connect with them they want to go out and have drinks they want to go out and enjoy themselves and get to know each other because they they worked all day at the coal mine so now they're developing outside relationships that are more friendly uh with people who are from other places other towns other other states um just from all over whereas when you just go to the market there was a, it was just a business transaction so now you got people developing relationships within these small pockets and those habits that the other person had now is being engulfed or ingrained into the to the now spouse or spouses so then um you know so the the desire was for the connection and when the connection was was removed or weakened because of the industrial um shift then now you have people or couples that are not enjoying the the each other because now the connection is not there the responsibilities are changed and there's no 
there's no unity like it was before. Like I said, when you worked on the farm, the wife had certain duties on the farm. The husband had certain duties on the farm. It was a collective effort. Now you separate it to where the husband just goes to work and the woman stays at home and the responsibility falls on the man and the woman's desire to want to contribute to the man or to the relationship now is removed. So that creates a lack of appreciation, which creates a lack of happiness within the relationship. So, that was prior to now we move up to nowadays everybody's going to work everybody's creating new connections everybody's uh doing all kinds of things and it's harder to create connections so when you have that issue of the the complexity of creating a connection or not understanding why this person wants to connect. There's so many gray areas. There's so many gray areas to why people want relationships, why people get into relationships that you, that the, the, the probability of a relationship failing is a, a lot higher because you have so many people with so many different agendas and so many different outcomes that they the desire that is really hard for two individuals to come together on most of the issues that they should agree in order to create a long-standing relationship so as a relationship let's say let's say you met somebody today and everything is going good you're connecting on basic levels you're connecting on what i like to eat my favorite color um, the type of job my my family background you're connecting on a lot of relatively basic surface level issues now as you start moving deeper into a to a relationship you now have to connect deeper on issues that are more relevant to the individual's growth their 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 well their growth and then their their failures their fears their inhibitions their uh self self-esteem you got so many issues that are not surface that are beneath the surface that you now have to deal with and navigate through but you also have to navigate through your own and they have to navigate through yours too but we live in such a fast-paced society and such a fast-paced times that it's really hard for you to even do that on your own to yourself most people have no clue of what's going on internally so they really are not even they're walking around looking for temporary exhilaration or temporary happiness and that's what happens a lot of people are happy for the first six months within the first six months of a relationship but after that when when that stuff wears off and you have to go deeper into who the two individuals are now you're moving into more problems as to what i believe to be true versus what i showed you to be true or what is true versus what i showed you to be true now we got to deal with reality and that's where a lot of people start messing up. And that's where people start going the other direction because they were not ready to deal with reality because they didn't deal with their own reality, with the things that were going on internally within them. They were not dealing with those things. So now when you meet somebody, you're not ready to deal with the things that they have going on internally. So now both of y'all are at a at a there's a lot of friction because both of y'all are in contest with the internal struggles that you have individually. So that's the problem that we have. Now, you do that over a course of time, many years from the time you start dating to, let's say, you're 30 now. 
So you have a history of those things that at a certain point when you meet somebody that is going to fail. So, you know, internally or you believe internally that I'm going to meet somebody and you do meet people that are enjoyable, exciting. You have fun with for the first. Now it's down to like two months or a month. It's down to like a month. You have fun for the first month and then both of y'all just disappear. Both of y'all just ghost each other and just move on because you already know that I have this much of a shelf life or this much of a time. This is the trial period. This is a 30 day trial period. And I know I ain't paying for this for this service. So I'm going to go ahead and just remove myself from the service after close to about 30 days. So you have that compounded over years and you wonder why people are miserable when it comes to finding a relationship and they are trying to convince you or convince other people that relationships just don't work no relationships work perfectly they work like they always have worked but the problem is we don't understand and we don't do the work internally to know what we're up against and why we keep attracting people who are up against similar things so you got to begin to ask questions to yourself so that you can be able to ask those questions to other people and help them move along but you can't help nobody do something that you haven't done yourself so in order to break this cycle to break this thing and move forward you have to begin to know you have to know what you're what you're up against what you need to change and you have to actually want to change it but that's going to require you to take stock of your previous decisions so that's number one and number two number one is to know what you need to change and want to change it but you can't do that without taking stock of your previous decisions and the things that you're up against internally until you do that you will not be able to move into a different or a better relationship with anybody else you can't you can't help them you can't help yourself and then therefore you're no you of no value you you are not an asset you are alive you're technically a liability because now you're bringing your stuff on to the stuff that i haven't dealt with so now it's compiling and piling up so how can you help me when you haven't started the process yourself and that doesn't mean you can you know self-love yourself into a better self that doesn't work and it doesn't mean that you can do the work yourself. You have to get somebody who's already mastered it or somebody who's already been there in order to show you how to get out of that situation. You have to know how to you have to find someone like myself. I've done the work. This is what I do. So y'all can sign up for coaching or whatever the case may be, email me or whatever. But you have to find somebody. It don't even have to be me. Forget that. But you need to find someone who has done the work that can take you through the process of digging through the things that you're dealing with internally that you may have buried years ago. You need to find somebody who is able to do that and help you with that in order to progress out of it. Because if not, you will continuously attract the same type of one month, three months, six month happy or quote unquote happy relationships. You, ha you have to begin to make those adjustments in order to adjust and to change the things that are continuously showing up in your relationships. So that's number two. Let's go on to number three, which is you have to you have to change your mental diet. Right. You have to change the things that you are putting into your mind. All that watching housewives and all this kind of crap, it really um, affects how and who you attract. It, it really affects who and how and, and the type of people that you attract because you manif we manifest what we believe internally. And if you're watching foolishness, you're going to attract or seem to attract foolishness. If you're a person that say, 
I don't like drama. I don't do drama. I don't do arguments. I don't want no, you know, no bad vibes or whatever the case may be. Whatever you saying, if it doesn't line up with what you're putting into your spirit, into your mind, what you're feeling yourself on a day to day basis or week to week basis. If it does, if you find yourself watching more foolishness than you do anything else, then you are lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. So. You got to begin to tell yourself the truth. What do you what do you find yourself watching more of? What do you find yourself observing and what do you find yourself doing? Those are the things that shape or perpetuate the the cycle or the pattern that you're in. A lot of the times you can tell where you are by what you eat. You know what I mean? Like you could tell where you are by just the, the the things that you eat physically and the things that you eat mentally. These are the things that dictate and tell you the truth of who you are. Now you could believe that you're the perfect candidate, you're your ideal, that you are ideal for that type of person that does those things too. But if you lie to yourself and tell yourself that I am better than this type of person or these types of people, then you're deceiving yourself. If you tell yourself that I, you know, I deserve a man that's like this, a man that's like that, or a woman like this, or a woman that, you know, has her stuff together, has this together, has that together, and is doing this and doesn't participate in drama and doesn't like to, you know, whatever, whatever, then, and you're constantly watching that stuff, then you're only lying to yourself. You, you're not lying to reality. You can't lie to reality. Reality is going to, give you exactly what you are worthy of so you got to change the things that you mentally invest in the type of books you read the type of tv you watch the type of things you observe or watch on on youtube or the type of friends you have on facebook or the people you follow on instagram these are people that are perpetuating or feeding into the mentality that you have so you have to take stock of what you are bringing into your mentality to your to the thing that dictates what is going to happen the scripture says it like this guard your heart for out of it flows the issues of life so whatever you bring into your spirit whatever you bring into your life is the very thing that will come out of your life, that will come from your life, because the, this is the only thing that it can draw from. Your body can't draw from food that you ain't ate. It can only give you health based on the things that you are putting into it. Your life can only be as healthy as the mental diet that you have. The things that you allow into your spirit, the things that you allow into your mind are the things that are feeding your life. So if you're not feeding your life or investing in your life, things that are positive on a continuous basis, because a lot of the times you say, OK, I read a good book, a positive book and whatever. And then you watch a thousand hours of reality TV or, you know, foolishness on TV, fighting, cussing and fight and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you you cancel that out because the the way it works is whatever you predominantly feast on, whatever you predominantly put on is going to override everything. So that little bit is good. It sounds good, but it it kind of makes you seem hypocritical more so than it does uh, 
adds to the value of your life. So you may think I'm being more well, I'm being well versed, but re- in reality, you're not. Foolishness will always be there. So you ain't missing nothing. Foolishness and 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 people doing ratchet stuff is gonna always be there. That's not gonna change. Now to the degree, now that may change, but you know that is just it's not worth it if you are trying to progress towards something positive and trying to progress towards something that is that is progressive. Um, now I'm not saying because I I watch a little bit of stuff just to kind of make sure I'm somewhat abreast of what's going on, but I'm. It's really a small part of my diet, just like dessert is a small part of my diet. Dessert isn't my diet. Um, the stuff that I mainly listen to is what I talk about. So out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you're const- Another way to observe or take stock of your previous decisions is to watch what you're saying. Observe what you're saying. Make sure you write down the things that you've experienced and how you feel about them, because that says a lot about how you how you how you. Let me see how I can say it. That says a lot about how you observe and how you can and how you how you basically. I'm trying to I can't think of the word right now, but anyway, it, it just basically tells you how you prospect or how you observe or how you define things. That's the best term. That's the best way I can say it. It just tells you how you define things that are that are going on in your life. So change your mental diet change your change what you allow into your to your soul into your spirit into your mind and whatever you're trying to manifest needs to be the predominant thing that you ingest so the next thing is you you don't have to do this alone this is number four You, you don't have to do this alone make sure if you you know tell people about this episode share with someone who you want to work with or somebody who's going through a very similar thing and you guys work on it together like for 30 days we're not gonna watch no real housewives or for 30 days we're not gonna you know listen to this kind of music or for 30 days we're gonna do x y and z like we're going to stay focused because we're having a similar issue with relationships or with men or with women so let's let's try something different let's work at this together let's let's try to make strides in a different direction so you don't have to try to just do all this stuff alone it works better together and especially if you're in a relationship already and you're on the brink of breaking up or divorce this is really good for you guys to do so so that you can potentially get the relationship back on track by going at these things together and working together but eliminating a lot of the distractions or the things that have fed into the problems that you're having and eliminating those things or or really dialing them back by at least 90 percent and saying we're going to work on things that contribute to the overall well-being of our relationship then it'll 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 benefit especially if you want to stay together you gotta i mean obviously you gotta want to be together and be together and stay together but realistically that time of removing that stuff can actually reverse the the desire to want to leave or the desire to not want to be with that person because a lot of the times our distractions create the desires that we have anyway so if you go and remove a lot of the distractions that you and your spouse are having and focus on each other, put the focus back on the relationship, 
then you will begin to see like why you fell in love with that person or why you decided to choose that person in the first place. So number five, and I'm going to try to try to knock these on out. But number five, this is seven of them. So make sure you, if, if you're following along, make sure you write them down and, um, you know, and, and really do these things because they work. Now, another thing is to observe, like observe. And, and I kind of went over this, but uh, make sure you're in the process of this, of doing these things to observe who you are attracting. And not only that, who and what you are selecting. Because who you are attracting tells one story, but who you're selecting tells a whole different story. And if, like I said, if you're in a relationship, if you're married or whatever the case may be, the things that you are drawing into your life and the things that you are choosing to spend time or invest time in, they're telling stories about your priorities. If your priorities is going out to the club or hanging out with your homeboys, but not on your fixing your marriage, then that tells a story that you don't want to be. You obviously don't want to be married. But when did that start? Like, when did that start? Because obviously you knew at one point that you can't do those things and have a successful or happy, healthy marriage or happy relationship. It's just too conflicting, too conflicting ideas. But I will I will bet you 100 percent that you were already conflicted before you ever got married. They're just a manifestation of what was already there. You were already conflicted. You didn't really want to be in a relationship. So these are the things that are manifesting now at this particular time in your life. You want to be single. You want to enjoy the single stuff, but you are somewhat feeling guilty. And so you, you stay or you decided to be with this person. And so that's the conflict, the conflict of, Conflict is, is what you're dealing with. And so you have to observe both. You have to observe what you are deciding to do and what is being flowing, what's flowing into your direction, because they are telling you a story about who you really are, not who you think you are. If you think you're a good wife, but you're constantly attracting dudes trying to get at you or you're, you're constantly attracting whatever is telling a story about who you really are, not who you believe you are. Everybody believes they're good. Everybody believes they're worth this and X, Y, and Z. But that ain't that ain't true. If 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 you're bringing in stuff that is contrary to what you believe you are, then you are deceiving and lying to yourself. So, who and what you are selecting is telling a story about who you are what you are attracting is on the story about who you are but these things these things are important they're important to be able to to understand and to recognize and like i said a lot of times we can't do this ourselves a lot of times we don't see the things that are happening because they're happening to us and we're always focused on the thing that usually it's contrary to what's happening we're focused on if we're at work we're focused on being at home if we're being if we're married we're focused on being single uh if we're single we want to be married like we we usually focus on the things that we don't have and so uh, that's that's why it's so difficult and why i recommend coaching i recommend coaching or I recommend therapy or whatever whatever you can find to, to to have somebody with a different set of eyes observe you but the truth of the matter and I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna tell you the honest truth 
the honest truth is this. My wife is a better observer of the things that are manifesting in my life than any therapist or anybody else. But the problem is, if I'm not honest with her, then she can't really see or add to and add her value to the relationship. So I have to be open and honest with her to, to share with her what is being attracted into my life because that's going to ultimately affect her. So the best counsel or the first counsel should be your significant other. Obviously, if you're single, you need somebody to share those things with so that they can impart their perspective. But you don't want to just get your homegirl or your homeboy who you know what I mean? Ain't been in a relationship or was married three times or married and you know they they ain't they ain't doing what's right in their in their marriage. So, you know, those ain't the right people. I'm talking about somebody who you who you know or believe is is doing the right thing and just kinda build a relationship with them, build some rapport with them, and hopefully, you know, eventually Try to get some input from them so that they can help you progress to the next stage because you can't do this alone. You can't even get dressed. You can't even do your makeup and do your hair without a mirror. So you need something to reflect off of. You need something to observe yourself off of in order to make the necessary adjustments to make sure you that you're, you're to make sure that you're presentable. And so a lot of people try to be try to present themselves and they don't look presentable especially on they may look presentable on paper but internally getting to know they're not presentable and that's why a lot of people overlook or keep it moving or whatever the case may be and that's why i did this podcast episode because a lot of people need to hear this they need to hear the reality that hey like sometimes you just you got to realize that you just ain't a good candidate because you got too much going on internally it ain't how you look it ain't your sex it ain't none of that. It's just you got too much going on internally that a person just doesn't want to take on. They don't want to take all that responsibility on because there is going to they're going to jam them up. It's going to have them jammed up in life and they have to deal with their own problems and deal with your problems at the same time. Nobody don't want to deal with that. And it ain't it ain't something like, oh, you just going to tell everybody your problems. No, like people have a good way. People are really good at observing and can tell something is off so that's a whole nother episode and last but not least i think no no i got two more let me go ahead and knock this out because you all know i can go on a tangent so but you got to be patient with yourself you got to be patient with yourself okay you can't just think that this is just gonna happen overnight and you're just gonna be ready to fry find your prince Harry or Prince Charles, which I don't know which one is the main prince, but you're not gonna find the I you know more than likely your ideal candidate tomorrow. So you got to make sure that you take the time to realize that this is something that will take some time. So don't just jump with the with the first jo- Josephine. I don't, Tom Dick and Harry is the male version. I don't, I can't think of a female version. I have to get I have to get back with y'all on that one. But you can't just jump with the first three people that come into your life, um, and think that oh I got it. It feels good. So this this has to be it. It just feels right and it just seems right. Now forget that. A lot of things seem right. 
You know what I mean? Everything seems right at first. You can most people get into relationships because they seem right. But like I said, 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, 120 days down the line, what was right is now wrong. So you got to make sure that you be patient with yourself to see what needs to happen past those 30, 60, 90, 120 days that you wasn't doing before. You got to be patient. But the most important thing definitely is having somebody there with you that has been through the process. Like myself, I coach. So coaching is available. Hit me up at contact at Relationships and Chill or R. Anthony at Relationships and Chill and let me know you would like a free consultation. So anyway, number seven, this is very important. You have to develop a emotional protective checklist you have to you have to create something that keeps your emotions safe because everybody feels good in the beginning everybody feels like this is the one this is a good thing this is a person that you know i'm really into they really into me and it just feels right and it just seems right so we're gonna be we're gonna try it out we're gonna try this thing out ain't no trying out you know my wife has this quote on the whiteboard sitting in front of me there is no try there is only do or don't do and that's from the mighty yoda there ain't no trying things out you know what i mean like you either got to be in it they got to be in it and you got to know you in it y'all got to know y'all in it or it ain't gonna happen it just won't happen and the 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 reality of it is and i ain't, I ain't never told nobody this but but this is important because the reality of it is the digger you the deeper you dig with someone, the more intimate knowledge you have of someone and the more intimate knowledge that you have of they have of you and the, the secret things. This is what creates intimacy. And people are scared of that because they're scared that somebody is going to use their secrets or use the things that they are hiding or protecting against them. So they won't tell the other person those things but it creates the separation those are the things that create the separation and the and when it's not dug deep enough when the 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 hooks are not dug deep enough in in between both individuals when the hooks are not dug deep enough then you have a easier time removing yourself from them because there's little lost there was little invested so little lost but when you go deep and when you go deep and deep and deep and you keep on digging and you keep getting more information about each other, you keep learning about each other, you keep growing with each other and developing with each other, then it's harder for that other person to move on. But you but you can't just that's what I'm saying. You can't it can't just feel right. It has to be right. This is why you have to develop an emotional safety checklist, because the emotional what the emotional safety checklist is going to do is going to it's going to cause you to observe more about the other person than just how you feel about them, because everybody can tell you how how anybody can make you feel good. Dogs make you feel good. Fish make you feel good. Shoot, movies make you feel good. Everything makes you feel good that you usually choose. But the problem is we choose wrong because we 
don't think long term. We don't look at the investment or the return on the investment. We don't look at how a person's invest a person is investing in us. And usually we know how a person is investing in us by what they're willing to give. And I mean this and that sounds crazy, but I mean it like this. I mean, if that person is not willing to give you real information about themselves, deep stuff that they ain't told nobody else, those secret things, if they're not willing to give you that, then the investment is very minimal to them. The investment that they're investing in you or the feeling that you're feeling like you're feeling they're investing into you, you feel like the relationship or the connection is deep, but it's not really deep if that person is not willing to divulge information or share things about themselves that most people don't know. They're not willing to do that. Then you are going to be deceiving yourself and they're just feeding you a little bit of snack and you just eating it up thinking it's a full course meal. So. Last part, developing a emotional safety checklist, meaning just asking the right questions, getting and observing the the things that are more important than just how you feel, because how you feel doesn't matter. Remember, six months, a year later, you're going to feel totally different about this person than you feel initially. So you have to begin to allow yourself to really Know what questions to ask and don't let up because they are they are important to you. You have to know what questions are important to you. And these are questions. And here's a hint. These questions are important to you knowing what you can and cannot commit to. OK, I'm going to say that again. These questions are are important to you knowing what you can and what you cannot commit to. So you need to ask and you need to observe how that person thinks about the things that you need, that you need to stay on the course and invest and commit to long term. These are things that will keep you confident in the person. So you need to ask these questions out the gate. You don't need and don't let up on it because of how you feel, because feelings change and feelings will make you not ask the important questions because you don't want to. You don't want to put. You don't want to compromise that person's emotions or their, you don't want to offend that person to make them pull away. But that's exactly what you want to do, because eventually they're going to offend you anyway when they leave. You're going to offend them by saying things that will make them leave when you get frustrated enough. But it's just a matter of comfort. So you might as well knock all that out and ask the tough questions initially out the gate and not waste your time. If you're scared to do that, then you're just going to put yourself back in the cycle of failed relationships. So these seven things will help you break the cycle of bad relationships or failed relationships. If you do them, if you do not do them, then, hey, you just continue to do the things that you do and enjoy the things that you do and the the type of relationships that you that you have been manifesting. Um, like I said, I'm offering Hey, I've been offering this for over a year now. N- really, nobody is taking me up on it, um, on this particular offer. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell y'all. But just follow these seven steps. If you if if you like what you're hearing, make sure you share it with your friends so that they can also do it with you. Uh, subscribe to all of the social media platforms, all of the things. Uh, relationships and chill on instagram facebook also on youtube we're on there too so 
I'll catch you guys on the next go round. This has been Coach R. Anthony. This is the Relationships and Chill Podcast. I will catch you guys later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Relationships and Chill. For more information on cultivating the relationship of your dreams, please follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Relationships and Chill or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Relationships and Chill TV. You can also visit our website at www.relationshipsandchill.com. Together, let's make relationships great again.